0: I'm Claire Manship
1: and I'm Ian Brodsky and this is the thing that happened this week.
0: The show where everyone brings a story from the past 7 days and we break it down. So
1: please keep your hands inside the podcast at all times. Okay, we are in there.
0: We are Ooh, god, that started gross.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ian! I'm sorry. It's literally not even a literally from the get go. I'd made it weird.
0: I, is That's your, kind of my
1: brand, though. Are so. you a
0: Freudian slip kind of guy?
1: Um, I would th- I, w- I would think not, but therefore I'm going to say yes because it's like I feel like we all are in a way.
0: I oh I can't remember what it was, but I caught someone in a good Freudian slip the other day. Mm. Yeah, isn't that so satisfying when you can call someone out? and Yes. Yeah, all but I've best. been very lucky
1: that like I've caught myself in them and have just like let them pass without anybody noticing. Like. I was really afraid that I... Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> this just in. Oh my gosh. So sorry. Okay. You what? <laughs> oh, we are alive tonight, honey. We are alive. <laughs>
1: alive. Um, alive. I, I've caught myself in Freudian slips before, but, like, no one else has noticed, so okay. it's been, like... I've just, like, let it ride out. Just, like, let it, let the conversation continue. So, Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm less Freudian slip and more double entendre. Like, I really get that that's what she says without having to establish ah. that. I really, like, slip those, in, slip them into the DMs. My, f- I really- <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, my friend and I like to say, uh, someone said that once.
0: <gasps> oh, well, yeah. my brother used to say, she says a lot of things. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Isn't that funny?
1: Or I'll say, like, or, like, someone will say something double entendre, and I'll be like, yeah, you did. Like, yeah,
0: you that's, that's the thing that I That's the thing that I'm starting to do, too. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I had a friend tell me, like, uh, the other day, he told me that um, he put in a bid on an apartment that he wanted to to lease. And I was like, yeah, you did. <laughs> he's like, I got the apartment. Yeah, yeah, you, you did. did.
1: <laughs> um, apparently, I said that in my sleep once during college.
0: No. Yeah. What? Are you a sleep talker?
1: Sometimes. Like, it's never really anything, like, incriminating or dumb i guess but like it's just like small things and i also had a roommate um my sophomore year he and i were both sleep talkers the
0: hedgehog guy
1: no um this was before the hedgehog guy
0: as those of you who are devoted devoted listeners listeners. to the show you'll know that in shannon walsh's episode uh titled danny brodsky that there was a major (laughs) hedgehog moment it's
1: my son um (laughs) but anyway um yeah, so this was my sophomore year. I lived with um, the hedgehog uh, owner. My senior year, and junior year, um, but my sophomore year, my roommate and I, who's still a good friend of mine to this day, we were both like. It turns out we were both sleep talkers. So one time, um, I used to wake up like at six a.m. for my eight a.m. class, or like at seven, or like at six thirty. Wow, for...
0: you were like a black sheep in that.
1: I know. I'm. It's. I don't know. It's a self. You're freaking weird,
0: buddy. You're right.
1: <laughs> You're saying what everyone is thinking, myself included.
0: Um, Ian, your actions have personally hurt me.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, now this is weird. Oh, oh man. God,
0: this got weird. Okay. Oh, shit. This is all going. So anyway, what happened your sophomore year?
1: So my sophomore
0: <laughs> Okay. All right.
1: So my sophomore year, I was living with um, a good friend of mine to this day. And it turns out we're both sleep talkers. Ugh. I mean, it was again, like, neither of us. It was anything, like, incriminating or, like, weird. I, I, no, it was weird. That's a lie. Um, but I used to wake up, like, early for my 8 a.m. class. Like, I'd be, like, sitting in my chair at my desk, like, eating my Pop-Tarts. And one day, I hear him go, Well, fuck you, Allison Janney! <gasps> in the middle of his sleep. And I was holding myself back I was trying so hard not to laugh
0: Allison Janney would think that was hilarious oh my
1: god she totally would oh
0: my gosh I heard <clears throat> her she was on a she guessed it again on um, uh, Unqualified yeah such a
1: good episode oh man every
0: episode is it's the best episode it's such a good episode, episode. yeah there was um, only one episode of that show that I did not
1: which one? Like.
0: Oh, what's his name he's from Brooklyn and he talks like this and he played Hitch's best friend in Hitch I have
1: no what's idea what's that guy's
0: name He's the worst. Anyway, he told huh. really grotesque stories on the podcast to the point where I was like, I don't want to hear you finger banging like about you know what I mean. Yeah, this probably won't stay in either. That's fine. But wow, I literally was so grossed out, yeah. and I was on my way to nannying interviews while I was listening oh, to geez. it, and was like, it's enough to work. make you
1: feel like oh, could I take a shower before oh, I, you God, interview God. me? It's the fucking um, worst. But yeah, and then I didn't get back to him until like a week later with like you know you said this once right? And he's <laughs> like. Yeah, in my dreams, I really hate Allison
0: Janney. He's, like, cognizant of, like... Yeah,
1: like, like that implies <laughs> that this is a recurring thing for no. him.
0: No. There was this one time when I was in college. My brother and I were both in school, and we were home for the holidays, I think. And um, my parents don't go to bed super early, but definitely before Kevin and I were going to bed. Mm-hmm. Because we were home from school, all our friends are over, whatever. So we're home uh, for the holidays, and a couple of mornings, we're at breakfast, and my mom is like... You guys need to stop drinking all the alcohol, and we were like, "What?" And she was like, "Yeah, um, this wine bottle that I found in the recycling was totally full and unopened when I went to bed last night, and now it's in the recycling." And we were like, "Okay, mom." And Kevin and I never talked to it, talked to each other about it because we were like, "Okay, that's weird. One of us like drank a bunch of wine with our yeah. friends." Okay. Then the next day it happened again, but like with a couple of handles really of liquor. And I was like, Mom, like, I, we weren't even here last night. I don't think Kevin's friends were here last night. Like, what is going on? And she was like, you guys did this. I'm so angry. If you were under 18, I would ground you. Like, she was so pissed, right? So then... I think it's, like, Christmas Eve morning, and my mom is making us bagels, and I'm like, ooh, like, bagels is kind of a treat in my house, because ooh. my mom doesn't like to give us, like, a lot of, like, bread, because we're kind of, like, curvy and weird, um, and, <laughs> awesome. and so, anyway, it's bagel morning, right, big morning in the membership house. <laughs>
1: Merry Christmas. Yes, a
0: bagel. Celebrating with the
1: traditionally Jewish food.
0: <laughs> so, so, it's bagel time, and, uh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, mom, like bagels, you went to the store and like got us fresh bagels this morning. She was like, well, I uh, have an apology to make. And I was like, what? And she goes, last night I woke up and I had broken a wine glass in my hand huh? and I was like, what are you talking about? And she showed me your hand and it was all fucked up. It was like all cut up. Oh no. And I was like, mom. And she goes, I've been sleep drinking.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> That is, like, every Doesn't white girl you? is going to listen to this podcast and go, oh, I'm so jealous.
0: Oh, my God. It killed me, too. Because my mom is, like, getting so mad at me and Kevin. And I'm like, Mom, you are putting it away, honey. Yeah. Is this, like, handle of 151. No. Like, she was, like blending margarita, like, doing, like, all this. And she thought I was leaving like all flat these out dishes. bartending? She was, oh, yeah, mixing it all up, honey. And so she broke, she was, like, pouring herself a glass of wine and broke a wine glass and it woke her up while she was oh sleepwalking. Oh, my God. First off, how scary is that? Like, waking That's a sleepwalker. Everybody knows not to do that, right?
1: Yeah.
0: No. If you're listening to this at home,
1: don't, don't do that. Don't wake a sleepwalker. Yeah,
0: don't do that. So then she wakes up and she's, like, in the kitchen, like, bleeding in her pajamas like can you imagine how scary oh yeah yeah
1: but because then like there's definitely a part of you that's like what am I doing here what's going on like why am I bleeding how did this happen like yeah yeah
0: so anyway I mean I don't really care how it happens but I got bagels out of it oh my god (sighs) nice yesterday I had an audition, Mm -hmm. and I was eating a poppy seed bagel and almost forgot to seed check my teeth before I went in the room. I remembered right before.
1: How did it go? Like, how was your... I mean, how was the seed check?
0: Seed check was good. I had one between my middle teeth and then one over my left side incisor. Okay. So two is not that bad. That's not bad at all. At least two that I could see. I'm Mm. sure that I'm always catching poppy seeds. Oh, yeah. Further back in my mouth.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like... Toffee does that to me, and like caramel.
0: We were talking about Double Entendres earlier, and I'm really trying to find one here, but it... it's
1: okay. <laughs> That's fine.
0: I don't think that it's there.
1: <laughs> no, curse um, you. Um, how did the audition go?
0: Audition went great. Great. Um, I don't think I need to hide what it was for. Um, Jimmy Buffett has written a new musical called Escape to oh, yeah. Margaritaville.
1: And. <laughs> What are your thoughts on Jimmy Buffett?
0: Love Jimmy Buffett but he only has he's like the Beach Boys. Every song is the same and only one you can remember. Maybe oh yeah! Two.
1: Oh my god, yeah. Okay. Because I didn't know that I knew Jimmy Buffett's songs until like I found until like I heard about that and I was like now who is Jimmy Buffett again? Okay, so
0: when you think of Jimmy Buffett of course you think of Wasting away again. In my yeah. Ever. Okay. And then what's the second song? I don't know. Cheeseburger in Paradise. That's the only other one that other people. I thought know. that was a joke. No, no, that's a real song. Cheeseburger oh. in Paradise. Oh yeah, and it's a big number in this show, honey.
1: I believe it. It's
0: a big number. They're gonna they're gonna make some serious dance moves out oh, of it. Oh yeah, that. this is
1: the state of the art, folks.
0: Oh guys, things are going great. Opening on Broadway this year is Frozen. Roman Holiday.
1: Wait, Frozen is already slated for like this. Oh, yeah, I knew that.
0: Yeah, I'm in for it next week. Mazel. No, two weeks. Two weeks. That's great. It went so well that I went as far as sending a thank you note. Ooh. Ooh Big day. Ooh, yes, I have stationery, honey. I'm very important. Ooh, and you
1: mailed it. Old school. Oh,
0: I did. Oh, of course I did. Thank you note via email. What are? What am I? I? An asshole?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That means that I am.
0: How many how many times have you really been motivated To send thank you notes Where it wasn't not a like whole for lot. gifts
1: not, not a whole lot Because the thing is like I am very cautious with who I send thank you notes to In that situation
0: Cautious
1: Because I I feel like if I don't do it the right way It's going to look very ass kissy And not in like And not in a good way Yeah Like I feel like it's just going to be like Here's one. this kid like grubbing for a role
0: I sent one one time I've done the final callback for a, a project that's currently open on Broadway three times for mm-hmm. six or seven different tracks like they've really been trying to find me a home in this I mean style. that's
1: great though like that they want to do that for you.
0: yeah and so they've really like been gunning hard for me to be a part of the project somewhere whether it was the tour or the Broadway company and it just has never mm-hmm. really worked out for whatever reason and so yet be- oh, fingers crossed that it doesn't close before that happens which mm-hmm. I heard on the street is gonna happen um, but before the most recent round of calls, because, um, our union mandates that calls happen every six months for yeah. any show that's open on Broadway. And so before the most recent required calls, I wrote like preemptive thank you notes and was just like, Hey, looking forward to seeing you at these calls. Just want to let you know my experience and those callbacks has meant a lot to me already. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about you guys and I can't wait to say, Hey, that's great. And so then I was nervous because I felt like it was really askissy. Mm. so then when I went to the auditions I was like hi guys like how are you like so good to see you like I get like really fake
1: it's funny (laughs) because I never noticed how much like that can happen to how fake I am no well (laughs) way to paint me into a corner um no um ladies
0: that's how you do it that is how you make a man uncomfortable
1: (laughs) um (laughs) no I never realized like how easy it is to like be fake in this industry like mm-hmm. in the audition room and how easily it comes off until I was behind the table for things. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I like I'm helping out at How easily theater. it
0: comes off when actors do it?
1: Yeah. Oh like, fuck. I mean like I, I I don't know how you are in the room like I'm not saying this as like super
0: fucking fake. Okay. That's what I <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm just... If I was myself, like
0: I'd be, like, a miserable person to watch Audition because I don't... You do it so often, you start phoning it in every day. Oh, yeah, that's fair. You have, to like, fair. S- you have to like, fake psych yourself to be, up for to it. To be
1: fair, I will agree with you on that. Because how many times have I sung, like, these three songs over the past five years yeah. for the same people? Which, like, I'm not complaining because I like those songs, but it's, like, you kind of go on autopilot.
0: I can't tell you how many... Times like everybody knows that I sing "I Don't Want to Wait" by Paula Cole in my auditions. Oh. I don't want to wait yeah, for and I, our lives to be over. Yeah, exactly. And I can't tell you how many times it's been like, "When will this be over?" I'm so tired of this song, but it books me work. I get a lot of work with this song.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So. Oh, oh yeah. gosh.
1: Wow. But, but yeah, I mean, like, I I'm helping out that with the got children's really theater. Wow. Um, (sighs) So I'm helping out with the children's theater and like, sometimes you'll see like kids walk into the room and you'll be like, fuck you kid. No. Like not like, I won't say that. I won't say that out loud. Of course. Like I'm not that much of an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's where you and I differ. Um, I'm a nanny.
0: Okay. When you're raising someone else's kids, sometimes you got to tell them to go fuck themselves. All
1: right. (laughs) (laughs) Respect. (laughs) Just kidding. Respect. I never, Um,
0: I never would. Oh my God. I never
1: um, would. But yeah, so like sometimes you see like a kid walk into the room and you're just and you just want to be like, chill out. I like and now I'm like now I'm like doing some soul searching and thinking like, oh my god, do I look like that?
0: Well, okay, but if that but if that's your experience behind the table and it's with child actors, like I'm sure with adults we've mastered it by that point, I'm right? Ho- I'm hoping. I can't imagine what it's like for the team at Matilda or School of Rock to have and a,
1: I know a day one, of kid
0: auditions and then a day of adult auditions, and it must be, like, night and day.
1: I'm good friends with them, a casting associate on Matilda. Oh, yeah. And, like, now I'm wondering. They're closing. Oh, yeah. yeah. They are. That's New like Day is everything. their last day, right? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, like, I had never thought about that in that aspect, like, because I have, like, a couple friends who, like, one friend who does a lot of that casting and one friend who, like, helps her out. And, like, I've just never thought, like, because My roommate works with like worked with like the little boys on Pippin, and like, not only do do you deal with the kids, you deal with their fucking parents, yeah, who are either really great or nightmares, and there is no in between,
0: yeah. Well, and I think that now the rest of the world is privy to that information via dance, dance moms. moms and American Idol. Those David Archuleta stories are no joke. Do you remember David Archuleta? A little bit, guys. Throwback, Sanjaya, throwback. Sanjaya, anybody? Sanjaya, Did I you remember Sanjaya? Sanjaya?
1: I didn't vote. The only time I ever What? Votes, no! That's did I ever the tell point. you? Oh my god, did I ever tell you? I'm gonna have to cut part of the story, but the only year I ever was like invested in American Idol was season two with Ruben, Ruben Stutter and, and Clay Aiken. Okay. Um, and I voted for Clay Aiken. So um, a
0: black man that had a Christmas album we never heard from before and a gay man who had a Technicolor dream code and then ran for a senator of North Carolina. Yes. Great. Yes. Great.
1: Florence is freaking out right now. I love it, Florence. Um,
0: now, you, now you know that I am a pop culture <laughs> aficionado. Yeah, um, <laughs> I watch E news like it's blood.
1: <laughs> but. So I'm gonna. I'm trying to figure out my wording for this without like giving away everything about my like my Muggle life. But I voted for like I voted for Clay Aik, and I voted for Clay Aik, and God damn it, oh, yeah. um, at age like eleven. Cut to, I guess now I'm 25, so therefore 14 years later, I'm doing I'm, I'm doing some visual work at work, um, and work at work, work at work.
0: You were doing work at work. I was
1: doing work at work, contrary to popular belief. Very new um, work. Yeah, work. right. Um,
0: You're all on Facebook right now, and we know it
1: exactly. Um, and so I look up from what I'm doing, and I go oh, Clay Aiken walking, is walking towards me. I'm like, oh, shit, Clay Aiken is walking towards me? Did you tell him you voted for him? No, because...
0: No! Oh, my God, he would have been so... I mean, he's like the nicest dude ever. He Everybody is. knows That's that he's That's the thing. Nice.
1: He is so nice. And so he starts asking me questions about, like, his cell phone and stuff, because I work for a tech company. That's as much as I can say. Um... He's starting to ask, like, to ask me questions on his phone. I was like, listen, like, I, I, unfortunately I'm not the person to help you right now, but like let me find that person for you. No, so, you,
0: should, you should have stalled. You should I have stalled and tried to. to get a job in the cast of anything. In the
1: cast of anything that Clay Aiken <laughs> is in.
0: Because you, you would play all the Clay Aiken roles. You will be Joseph in The Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Uh, you will be Robin, Sir Robin in... I Spam a lot
1: Never thought of that one But thank you
0: You will you will be Clay Aiken You will literally live his career Oh thank you You just need like five I, more years Oh thank you
1: So I walk over to two of my coworkers And I'm like Hey are either of you busy And they're like Are you busy And like not in like a, a mean way Just in like a Why can't you do it And I'm like because I'm working And they're like Are you busy And I'm like Yes I'm busy But Clay Aiken needs our help And they both go Oh Okay yeah right away then and then, like, he did, he walked out, like, buying nothing, but...
0: That is the name of the episode. Clay Aiken needs our help.
1: <laughs> Clay Aiken, if you're listening to this, we got you. <laughs> but, like, what would his bat signal be? Like, it's really hard not to make, like, a really offensive gay joke there.
0: Oh, no, but it wouldn't be offensive. Clay Aiken would be the first person to be like, I want a rainbow flag <laughs> in the sky. I
1: don't want a unicorn farting literal rainbows. <laughs>
0: Clay Aiken really is so well-liked in our business. He I know. Is. I know people who did that Technicolor Dreamcoat yeah. with him, and they say that he is the nicest man. He
1: was super cool. And he I does mean, the
0: work. He comes prepared. Good. I'm yeah. glad
1: to hear that. It's always cool for me when I hear celebrities or actors are, like, really cool, and they do their work. Yeah. And they thank their people. Yeah. Um, which would lead me into the thing that happened for me this week, but... I'll get to that later.
0: Yeah, well, oh, speaking of people who do the work and get the work and people we love, I think it's time to introduce the guest.
1: 100%. This person is a relatively new friend of mine, actually, but someone who is a goddamn delight.
0: Yeah. (laughs) um,
1: She is a performer. Improviser, and she is the creator and host of the Thank You Show at the Pit Underground. Please welcome Florence Freeba. Hey, girl.
0: Hey, girl. Oh. Hey. Yeah, hey.
1: that's
0: your cue. <laughs> <laughs> On your resume, it should have your name at the top, and then below, Goddamn delight. Yeah. Goddamn delight. That
2: that's that's sounds like part. candy. Yeah. Ooh, that <laughs> yeah. like a treat
0: you'd you. give. Ooh, like <laughs> for goddamn. for a bachelorette party. I bought oh, I bought the, God, the God, I, I God, bought the penis God, candies, God, candies God, and some goddamn delights, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like some kind of jello shot. Like, you know, like a, you make yeah. a jungle juice and goddamn delights. Have you guys had a couple of nicknames in your lifetime? Yeah, we had some nicknames. Not until college no. actually. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, you hear a lot, Broadsky.
1: I hear Broadsky a lot. Um Brosky ah. um Brosky started in high school.
0: All the last name, yeah. Is that yeah. because is that because of your your handles on social media?
1: No, the name and inf- the nickname informed the handle.
0: Oh, because a lot of my friends, I got I took the handle womanship on AIM when I was like 12 and so sometimes my friends call me womanship like as a joke but that's not the nicknames I get the most are Bear like Claire Bear Bear. Uh... Uh, so a lot of friends call me Bear JC my first name's Julia Mm -hmm. um what else? I mean, my last name is Manship, so I think a lot of people think that sounds cool, but it's yeah. it's kind of awkward when you're like, hey, Manship, like doesn't sound like a dude. Like, I
1: feel like I could see it like <laughs> working for your brother because it he does. is a man,
0: Manship. Although there was this one time in college that someone in like at the school paper for like a review for their class wrote about my brother's performance in Assassins and couldn't remember that it was Manship. And so it was like immortalized that this person called him Kevin Mantooth. So a lot of people call him Uh, Man Tooth because they got his name wrong in the review. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: The one nickname based on my first name would be Ike, which happened because I lived with a Pat, Cat, and Mike. This was before the Hedgehog. But
0: isn't Ike supposed to be for Dwight? Um, is it is it short for Dwight? Yeah, like Ike Isaac. No, like Ike Eisenhower. Dwight D Eisenhower. Oh
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that just happened because like I had, I mean, I had like six roommates. And one of them and her boyfriend came home. They came over to our side of the apartment. It was a duplex. So they came over to our side and they go. And my, one of my roommates goes, Yeah, we got Pat, Kat, we got Mike, and we got uh, Ike. We're <laughs> going to call Mike now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, yeah, so it's tough. Yeah. Do you have do, any? Yeah,
1: do people call you Flo at all and do you hate it? like?
2: Um. Since I was really little, one of my teachers, Mrs. Kathy, who is also the jump rope champion at our school. She could do like the double dutch and all these incredible things. Did you guys things. do jump
0: rope for heart and stuff like that? Yes, we, we did. did. Oh, I God.
1: never meet people that do. I Was thinking about that yesterday for God knows why. was another
0: There was another one that had t-shirts. Was it the high five program, which is like another oh, working out know thing? I'm familiar.
2: But either way, um, yeah, Mrs. Kathy started calling me Flo because Flo Jo was big in the Olympics as a yes, runner. Yes, yes. But then Flo stuck as well because, like, in Dumber, Dumb and Dumber, a lot of people would quote to me, excuse me, Flo, <laughs> uh. <laughs> all throughout high school. And then there's Flo Kenobi. Ooh. That's a good That was a friend's dad, of course. That was a good dad nickname. I, have, I, mean, okay, I brought have... the old school in,
0: yeah. I have two questions. How do you feel when ladies say that they're having a visit from their aunt Flo?
2: I don't take it personally, but I, do, I don't I do like the fact that my nickname is in there. It's not a good association. But the other one that I, I really hate is the progressive jokes right now. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I love her, but like, that's why I never even like,
1: risk Look, calling you. Just clothes. the no, but day, the cash
2: register, they were like, are you going to give us a discount? And I was like, what are you? Oh, no. I was like, no. no I'm the clientele
0: right here's now. Here's the thing I'm about fine. her. She's about to be Paul from Verizon. Can you hear me now? Are
1: and you then, serious?
0: Like no, but I'm saying he did oh. the can you hear me now, yeah. and then pulled a total dick move and now works for Sprint. When I her know. when her contract ends with Progressive, is she gonna like start talking Whoa. for Geico?
2: She's made, from what I understand, she's made so much money. Like I I want a ballpark here, but over like she's gonna make like over thirty million. After of all. course, her. of course, she she will be. Yeah, really? she's so she's gonna be completely fine. But the guy, Paul, you were mentioning, who I love that you know his name. And because the Sprint. commercial's
0: now for Sprinter. Hi, I'm Paul. I used to ask Wait, you. doesn't, you doesn't hear... he just, like, look bitter? Oh, he, he looks, just oh, looks yeah. That's a bitter. punchable
2: face. Like, no, he, you can just tell the bitterness seeping from, like, Verizon over to Sprint. And I'm like,
0: I don't want to buy phones from you. You just, like, <laughs> like seep that <laughs> over. over you Verizon don't look, up. yeah. <laughs> it's like Jared from Subway. You like knew something was creepy. Oh, that's just sad. But the other one I was thinking of is since the dog days are clearly over, Uh, how many machine jokes and the machine? Well, it's a
2: really great way for people to remember it because they're like Florence. I'm like and the machine because it used to be the city in Italy
0: for people, especially on the phone.
2: Yes, especially on the phone when everyone's like Lawrence because they you can't make an F sound louder. Yeah, you can't just go Florence. You just have to (laughs) emphasize it for a longer
0: amount of time and then it just gets awful. That's like ordering pizza with the last name Manship. And they're and so now I have devised the perfect way. When people ask me to spell "manship," I say like a guy on a boat, "manship." Okay. Because uh, I used to spell it, time. and a P can still sound like a T. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ma- it makes a problem. Yeah. Yes, they all sound the same over the
1: phone? They
0: seriously do. So yeah. they're like, they're like, I'm sorry, man, mansh, man what? And yeah. I'm like, m a n s h i p. And they're like, sorry, one more time, m a n s h i. Did you say T? I'm like. Oh my god! I'm gonna Did you kill not him. go
2: to like Echo Bravo yet? I've been doing that for a while.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I do. I do M like monkey, A N like Nancy, S H I P like pirate. That's mm. the one that that's uh, how I do. But now I figured out guy on a boat is way easier. Oh yeah. That you is really? such the pattern in society right now. <laughs> dumbify
2: it, dumbify oh, yeah. it, way <laughs> down. Don't assume somebody understands you. Oh, Get at it at to the most simplest like particles <laughs> you possibly
1: can. That's where My friends and I started joking, and like I'm sure at some point we're actually going to use it. Um, C, as in chandelier.
0: A, oh. as
1: in the first letter of Aardvark. A, as in the second letter of Aardvark. <laughs> P, as in mnemonic. And I hang up the phone. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: That's there. hilarious. That is such an incredible sketch concept. Uh, P, as
1: in pterodactyl.
2: <laughs> Wait, where was I? Let me start over. Oh, C, as
1: in chandelier.
2: <laughs> no, to you, di- in order to get back at anyone calling for, um, what is that when they phone you for, like, and they bother you and they get your number? Oh, telemarketers. Telemarketers? Then you can just give them, like, a name yeah. like that yeah. and just keep them on the phone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I took, um, I, it's funny you said that, and this is not, this is tangent number one. So, okay. Florence... When we do our show, this is the thing I forgot to tell you: we have a three-tangent rule oh. because we really get off topic. Oh, I am so you, ADHD. Well, you can You're bring in as many it. as you want, but for us, we call out the tangents. So, Uh-oh. thus beginneth the first tangent. Oh,
2: okay. In one in my show, in the last one, um, we had a safe world, safe world, a safe word when we would go on tangent. So I get that. I yeah, we totally yeah. like that.
0: Yeah. So whenever people call, I always... You know when you say hello and you know it's about to be a robot? Because it's a number you don't oh. recognize. And so I just had an amazing audition for a theater in San Diego. And then today I got a call from San Diego, which of course they would call my agent. So why did I even think that like that would be a thing? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> uh, maybe because I'm hopeful because the one time I booked in St. Louis, they accidentally called me instead of my agent. So now oh. I think it's like going to become a thing. Like right. that'll be my thing. Like, <laughs> that's not a thing that could be. So <laughs> So then... Um, Today I'm walking down in, into the subway and I get a call from a San Diego number. San send San Diego. It is I'm Spanish even... for whale's vagina. <laughs> so that you know what that's from. No. Anchorman. Anchorman. That's what I was gonna guess, but I haven't seen
1: Anchorman. In San
0: so long. Diego. Spanish for whale's vagina. No, I... Um, actually, I think it's. It's St. Diego. No, no, yeah, that's, that's not it. <laughs> so um, that's what I thought the
1: reference was from, but I was I didn't want to be like Anchorman and then you'd be like, No, let's forest go and
0: dick. You dick? Because <laughs> that's who we are.
1: Yeah. This is something positive intent here. Yeah.
0: yeah. So uh so anyway, I get a call from this number and the uh, and I I say, Hello, and there's just enough length of time where I'm like, here comes a robot, and he goes, Hi, this is Steven from the customer service department. Is now a good time to talk? Great. Oh. I will. <laughs> oh, it hurts. And I'm like, oh God, that kills me. So the one time that I thought it was an automated voice, they call. I go, hello. And there's like a little break. And she goes, Hi, my name is Cindy. And I'm calling about, and I was about to hang up, and I was like, I was like, oh God, fuck these robots. Like said it out loud. And she was like, She was like, No, no, ma'am, ma'am, my name's Cindy. And I was like, hello? And she's like, hi, um, I, I'm, I'm doing a survey. I was like, oh, she was reading. Yeah, why she sounds, was, so yeah, it sounds so robotic. So anyway, I did her survey. Oh. <laughs> nice what like. Wait, what was the survey? The survey was, so I have a Virginia uh, area code. I'm from Northern Virginia uh-huh. and they were surveying people in my area code for, um, an anonymous uh, list of, like, medical services you've used at local hospitals. So, like, they didn't ask you where you had done it, but they were like, have you ever broken a bone and had it serviced at a Northern Virginia hospital? Have you ever had your wisdom teeth removed? Have you ever been tested they, positive for they the following... you about,
2: like, pain and comfort and how you were...
0: It was a lot about STDs. I think, I, think that the sur- I think that the survey was something about a medication, like if they had the number of people that could use a localized medical study. Because once they got on the whole thing about have you ever tested positive for HIV-AIDS, when was the last time that you took uh, a test for STDs, and uh, when was your last pap smear, like all this stuff. So I-, I could kind of tell that it was something about either feminine health or a, a medical study for a new drug that was probably for, for people who have some sort of STD. That was, she seemed really happy with my answers. I had recently been tested. I had just had a, a, a actually a, a biopsy on some stuff in my breast. So I had like some breast what? stuff. So like I had answered all her questions yeah. like affirmatively. And she was like, and how old are you, ma'am? You can opt not to answer any of these questions. But how old are you? I was like, I'm 25. And she was like, and they thought you had breast cancer? Girl, you need to go and get... <laughs> yeah like cindy all of a sudden was like girl you're so brave like she went off script (laughs) she went off script yeah (laughs) it just made me and honestly just made me think about those episodes on the office where um they do the cutbacks and then michael scott has to go work at a call center to like pay for Jan's updates at their weird duplex oh yeah yeah so that have you guys ever done like talk to a telemarketer longer than enough to hang up and tell them put me on your do not call list
1: no. Um, the only time i ever done that was when, like, my mom made me apply for, like, student loan, like, debt relief stuff. Okay, okay. So one time, like, so they call me, they used to call me a lot more, like, I think it's died down now, but there was one time where I actually, like, went through it all, and, like, now I'm, like, in this program with them, but it wasn't, like, a, mm. a telemarketer. You religious. went through it. I did go through it, and I was on my way to a performance. Like, I was literally walking out the door, putting on my coat, like, getting ready, and li- like, literally as, like, I... Until I got to the top of the cell where I was like, okay, well, thank you for your help. I have to, like, go to work now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to go to work because I don't know if you got the premise of me applying, but I need financial aid, yeah. so. Uh,
2: <laughs> I, when I was a kid, pre-cell phone, and we were at home, the landline. The, the land telephone, yeah, yeah, the yeah, telephone yeah. yeah. would Ooh, ring via the landline. And I was a kid. So I would just answer it.
0: We had two. And
2: I would just talk to them as long as possible. Here's
0: the thing. We had two two numbers, one listed, one unlisted.
2: Yeah, and then I would say at the end, because I wanted to waste their time, because I got mad they'd always call during dinner (laughs) with the family. So when they (laughs) did call, I'd be like, at the very end, after 10 minutes of their time, I'm sorry, I'm 12, I can't. Why would you want this information from a kid?
1: Oh
0: <laughs> sneaky. That but, kills
1: me. Uh, a friend of mine, his dad, I believe, like used to be a telemarketer. Okay. And apparently, like they get paid by the minute that they're on the phone with someone. Oh somebody. wow. From what I've heard. Like I don't know if anything anything's changed in the past 15 years. But um, so when telemarketers used to call them, he would just be on the phone like Listen, I appreciate you taking the time to call me. I understand this because I used to be a telemarketer that you're getting paid by the minute. So even though I'm uninterested in what you have to offer me or what you're surveying me for, just understand that I un- let, I know what you're going through and I want to make it worth your time as far oh. as your paycheck goes. But I'm not interested in whatever you have to offer me. And like he used to like draw that out so that... They would get this, a minute or two. Just,
0: yeah. Oh, that's amazing. What?
2: Yeah. There was Could this- he just be like, I'm going to leave the phone on the desk. You can talk as long as you want. Well, their,
0: their calls are recorded and monitored. So they would have to, oh, damn. Okay. That's why they give you that so warning. So there's like two people yeah. on
2: a call. Like, that's too oh, much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bosses mm-hmm.
0: listen into to their calls. Damn. Yeah, all the time. Um, there was this one time that I, so I'm on the, the alumni board of my university, and uh, we were making calls to invite new graduates from the most recent class, like 2016, to attend, like, a, a benefit if they hadn't updated their um, a mailing address in New York City from from the one that they had listed with the bursar and so we were calling all those students there were maybe like 300 students that hadn't updated but said at graduation that they were intending to move to New York City and so we were calling and we get a lot of parents houses numbers because that's what they list on all of their you know whoever pays their tuition and A lot of parents were like, sorry, what is this for? And then you say, hi, I'm from Elon University. And they're like, oh, my gosh, hello. Like, they they love being collegiate parents. But there was this one guy where I was like, hi, uh, is so-and-so available? And he's like, who's calling? And I was like, "Um, my name's Claire Manship, and uh, I'm on the board of – and I was so nervous by it that I couldn't even get through my speech of, like – normally I'm just like, I'm on the New York City alumni board of Elon University, and I just was calling to blah, blah, blah. And so I was, like, so nervous, and he was like (laughs) – He was like, I don't, I don't, you're, you're, you're stuttering. Just take us off of here. He was like, take us, put us on your do not call list and do, he was like, and never call here again. That's just, don't be a dick about it. I did have one mother too that was like, all right, I understand you're from Elon, but he doesn't live here anymore. She was like so emotional. Oh my God.
2: (laughs) like reminiscing of all the terrible emotions she just well bothered. and
0: there was one mother who was like and like kept me on the phone for like half an hour because she was like I'm just worried about her could you just could you could you reach out to her and like again can you tell As me if you're her
2: friend yeah she was
0: like can you tell me like what the offices are like around Bryant Park she apparently works in a in a neighborhood called Bryant Park I'm like it's actually a, a park called Bryant park. It's a, it's
1: an actual park I was
0: like and it's really nice if she has an office there she must I mean frankly she must be doing great. Yeah, she must make a lot of money. And the mom was like, "Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I get nervous. Her rent is so much." Like
1: <laughs> Are these a lot of like Northern Virginia, Southern like area codes and like
0: um It varies. Most of Elon's population, so the most students come from North Carolina.
1: And you're from South Carolina, right? Yes. Cool.
2: Uh,
0: Where? Uh
2: born in Charleston. Oh, okay. And then went inward to the upstate
0: Anderson South Carolina okay cool my dad went to the Citadel oh really yeah so oh, South Carolina nice. it's on our heart oh Charleston is beautiful yeah gorgeous yeah. my mom really wants to like her one of her bucket list items is to own a home on Rainbow Row and just I just like, let her know it's gonna be the new Venice yeah
1: now forgive me for being an ignorant New Yorker but when you say Venice do you mean like the Italian city or, yes okay yes yes, yes it's yes. sinking into it's the sea it's sinking into oh, the sea
2: specifically South Carolina that, like, specifically like you have to oh, know when the tides are like it's a weather thing you're like is it sunny out and what are the tide times (laughs) yeah Yeah. and if it rains or anything like that you just know there are different paths that get flooded and um different squares that completely flood which is really gross primarily because there's so many dogs and birds that poop on the streets and so you'll see people like dancing and recording it romantically that they're like running through the water and all i'm thinking is like Poop. Poop water. <laughs> <laughs> poop
0: water. I was like, this isn't
2: romantic. This
0: is disgusting. Get out. and Save yourself. Well, on the note of poop water, <laughs> thus endeth the first tangent.
1: <laughs> Alright, so
0: do you want to go first, second, or third in our stories? Um, third. Third. Okay. Would you like to go first or second? I'll go. Uh, I'll go second. You go first oh, a lot. I'll go first. I'll okay, go, first. go first. I'll you go first. first.
2: You didn't give him an
0: option there? <laughs> I never do. I it's never fine. do. It's fine. We've been talking recently about how I talk a lot more on the podcast than Ian does because he's so succinct. Like, he has a really clear... I tease him because when I'm editing, every time he talks, there are breaks like this and it's because he doesn't want to say um like he's thinking about stuff but it sounds like barack obama to me when i'm editing i'm
1: the white barack obama (laughs) (laughs) i am so not i am so sorry america (laughs) so what so claire you're going first this week yeah so what was the thing that happened to you this week
0: okay Y'all have been listening to the podcast long enough, and I think Florence has known me long enough by now to know, (laughs) that I'm not going to be um, any kind of Mark Zuckerberg. Mm. I I won't even be Eduardo Saverin. I'm not somebody who gets cut out of the project. I'm not even the Winklevoss twins where I had a good idea and then let someone else take it. I'm very much a person, especially technologically speaking, that I want to figure out how to do it myself. Because if I don't, I don't believe that anyone else will get the job done right. Mm -hmm. And, like, Ian knows I get fucking crazy about the editing. I'm like, just send it to me. I'll take care of it.
1: And And I'm like, all right. That's
0: work for me to (laughs) do. That's work. But when it comes to really anything, but particularly technological advancement, we're right at the brink of millennials who know what they're doing and millennials who don't know what they're doing. So some of it is part of me, and some of it I really need crash courses in. Mm -hmm. And one of those things is how to develop an app that my friend Jenna and I – have decided to pursue together you know when you get an idea and you're not really sure if it's a good one and then you go to someone who knows and they verify to you that it's a good idea and you're Mm -hmm. like oh well now I have to do it because someone else is going to do it and they're not going to do it as well as I am so I get really cocky about that that's exactly what happened we have intellectual property to protect so I can't tell our listeners what the concept of the app is but it doesn't exist and it solves a problem. And those are the two major things that an app has to do. Has yeah. To, yeah, it has to have. So I took the concept to some developers, and I genuinely had one tell me, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass. It's the best concept I've heard in years. It's a multi-million dollar platform. You need to get every person you know to sign NDAs. Yes. And you need to protect the shit out of this concept because mm-hmm. it's about to make you rich. And I was like, okay, well, cool. I mean, I'm sure you say that to all the girls, like, so. So now I'm like, oh, God, like, I, I've we've spoken to a lot of developers so I'm sorry, far. Why are you doing this podcast? Why don't you just hop on that and make all your money like right we'll now? Also remember, this podcast is her idea too. Okay, okay. Well, but Fair so,
1: enough.
0: but so here's the what thing. What are you doing here? <laughs> so here's here's the thing. I am a podcast host. I am first and foremost an actor. I already have a career, mm-hmm. but I honestly feel. That one, this needs to exist because it solves a problem that could save lives. And two, I don't want anyone else to do it oh, because wow. I... Because I, you just thought of
1: it. You already thought of it.
0: Well, people have attempted it in the past and it didn't work. And mm. if I'm not the one to make it work, I will literally not be able to sleep at night. Mm. And so that's the way I get passionate. I'm not passionate about making apps, but I get passionate about that conceptualization. I want to do it right. I want to do it right my way. Which is really selfish, but I know it's going to be a great product. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I would love to hear from you both because you're both artists. Like, considering the side hustle, at what point do I sell this, this product and I'm just a partner in name only? Because I'm not, I'm, I'm again, I'm never going to be Zuckerberg. I'm mm-hmm. not going to want to stay with this through the whole thing. I'm not going to want to be the face of the company. I'm not like, I don't want to go to TechCrunch. I don't want to move to San Francisco. Well, you don't have to
2: do any of those things. That's true. That's true. I mean, so you're asking at what point do you say you just have your name on it and you have you your life? Your money.
0: Or I, I, I continually collect money in perpetuity would be great. Well,
2: here's the thing. If it's not even um, an idea where it's being created yet, you've got a long road ahead of you before you can do that kind of thing. Yeah. Because for you to have enough vested interest in it that you could gain money off of it in perpetuity, it would need to be a developed idea and you would have needed to co- contributed enough that there's a contract, there's a company that exists that your name has been attached to. So it would involve an investment of your time, if not your money.
0: You're, com- com- You're completely right. The... Um- the cost of an app with this particular algorithm, if I just want to hire someone to build the wireframing and the interface and the design and the branding alone, not including papers of incorporation, not including copyright law, not including patent pending, mm. any of that, 30000 flat.
2: So this is where you bring and that in would investors.
0: Be, yeah. So that would be a six-month timeline to just build the bare minimum.
2: And when you say 30000 that means you need to double it. Because costs,
0: well, so unforeseen costs are. Well, no, so immense. the the doubling would be if I took it beyond just making images of what I imagine it would look like, mm. and so that's why we're talking to companies who can get us literally the first step, and then we will sell the concept to a company that can actually build the platform, and then I just want my shares. I yeah. don't want to follow it through to the end. At that point, that's when it doubles. It costs normally this algorithm would cost up to a hundred thousand dollars just to go to prototype. Mm-hmm. So Which that's not a crazy number. For people listening, that's not unrealistic by any means. And I do know a lot of people who could probably make this happen financially.
2: That I mean, we are in the age where you can get that sort of thing really quickly. Just from Kickstarter. Oh my god. Just from Kickstarter. And just from New York alone. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. We're at the tech hub with so many of these coders. I know Silicon Valley's over there, but still so many people are here creating that sort of thing. And you know what's funny is that
1: like Because, like, especially, like, the people in our age group, we were, like, the MySpace generation. Yeah. Which I remember, like, being on MySpace. I'm no longer on MySpace. I will put that out there now, so don't even look for me.
0: Um, You can find Kim Kardashian's, though. Sure. And it's amazing. I
1: believe (laughs) it. But I, I remember on MySpace and even, like, all of those, like, blogging websites, you used to be, like our generation like missed out on a great opportunity to learn to code
0: we used to have to plug HTML, HTML in, in mm-hmm. to make like By hand.
1: background and all mm-hmm. that stuff and yeah. like that now that's like that's something they teach children in kindergarten except, in the basics of coding except yeah. they
0: don't in the same way. Like no, ours right. ours is like within brackets and we would copy and paste from another website that hosted a bunch of those backgrounds or mm-hmm. memes or whatever, the early versions of that. Not in the same way we do where it's in the brackets. So kids, yeah. So kids now, they learn about applications who will do yeah. that for you. They never have to learn how to code out. Oh, it's kind
2: of like when we had the T90 calculator. What is it, T90? The T90. Yeah, the T90, because right. yeah, yeah. everyone was like, we had basic calculators paper. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> and paper. Yeah, And then we yeah. skipped a bunch of steps. They're doing the same thing. So they're doing
0: the same thing, because it's unrealistic until someone wants to study to code mm-hmm. to expect them to sit down and code. Right? Yeah, um, but
1: like, it's the basic idea of it that like you do something and you get something out of mm-hmm. that like as yeah. a result technologically. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: exactly. So anyway, I'm excited to pursue it. I don't know that it will come to fruition, but I definitely am going to intellectually protect it. Yeah, it's a great idea. Because I don't want, if I can't make it, I don't want anyone else to try anymore. Ha! Ha! You can't have it. Um, And I really do believe that it solves a problem. And I think that there are a lot of apps, with the exception of games, that don't solve a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have a timeline? If I were to get this going with a developer by January 1st, 2017, I would like to have at least prototypical designs, UX, what they call MVP, which apparently is minimum viable product. Mm -hmm. Like the minimum we could do by August or September, by Labor Day of, of 2017, I think realistically seven to eight months is is generous because a lot of these people are like, we'll have it done in four months. Mm-hmm. There you is, always need to be generous because yeah. oh, yeah. you never
2: know who you're going to work with. They can say they're reliable, but unless you call all of yeah. the people to give you like a, a recommendation, you just never know.
0: Well, and there is one company that has an interesting package where um, they they have, like, a 30-day plan to get you the literal minimum. It costs more, but it's, like, accelerated to get it ready for you to pitch to investors. Mm -hmm. But that's only for investor pitch, and if I already have rich friends, families, colleagues that want to invest beforehand, then I wouldn't take advantage of that package because I'd want them to go beyond design wear. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Sounds incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.